Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is another special episode while I'm basically on holiday. So obviously last week you guys heard our Somerset Cider road trip, oh that's a bit hard to say, um, which we record around June sort of time and as of recording this in August we've just been to Manchester and to the Lake District as well. Now obviously the road trip that was recorded last week had already been put on Patreon for my lovely supporters and this week as another couple of Patreon episodes and in the next week or so I'm going to then be uploading the road trip episodes for this road trip I just went on onto Patreon as well. So any reason you want to go to Patreon and support the show for as little as £1 a month which is like $1.20 or something like that and you get access to at least once a week you get afterthoughts episodes which is what this episode is going to be which is tv and movie reviews uh, and then also you get whenever me and megan go on trips to places we record on our phone and uh, then talk about that and things while in the car and we've got i think about 40 minutes for manchester and 40 minutes for the lake district so there's about 120 minutes of patreon content just for the road trip that i've just been on and that's gonna be uploaded soon but yeah, next week we'll be going back to normal. I've got an episode recorded with a gentleman named Craig from the Rational Ignorance podcast. It's a really, really good conversation. I'm very thrilled about having that. And I've already got more podcasts lined up for the coming months as well. So to clarify, the first review on this, which is about 10 or so minutes long, is the Watchmen review that me and Megan did, uh, Watchmen Director's Cut, one of my favourite movies ever, and uh, I'll leave you to find out what Megan thought of it. And then Little Miss Sunshine is a film which, it's a people movie, as I always describe them, and yeah, it's just those two. This time I just thought I'd release this as it's quick and easy and I don't really have time to, you know, record and edit all the other sort of bits and pieces for a new episode, but we'll be going back to normal next week. And obviously guys, this is a little insight into what kind of stuff you can expect in Afterthoughts. As of now, there's like like tens if not does that there's probably tens of hours i don't think i'm quite the 100 hour mark yet for content on afterthoughts but every week i release something on there often i'll release two things and on this main feed when part one of an episode drops on patreon part one and part two drop in one big unsplit episode and then whenever part two drops on this main feed patreons get a little extra something uh, on the same day of release too so there's lots of reason to check out my patreon patreon.com slash genuine chit chat i to link to it in the description as well and i know a lot of you guys do support it already but any more people willing to support the show for only one pound a month really really means the world to me if you enjoyed this sort of thing this is exactly what you can expect you get a link to an rss feed you can put it into the podcast player of your choice whether it be overcast or pocket casts or any of those things i'm not going to list all the podcast apps because i'll be here all day but you know it, it supports the show it means the absolute world to me uh but if you can't do that you know share the show on social media tell your friends about it leave reviews on Podmatch or Podchaser or any of the pod apps that you listen to on you know even apple podcasts and things like that you know any amount of speaking about or reviewing or sharing or anything like that just really means a lot to me if you don't want to financially contribute to the show but anyway guys that's going to be enough from me otherwise this will be all rambly at the start so hope you guys enjoy this i'll provide a few more details in the description there's not going to be an outro for this episode because i'm trying to get it sorted rather quickly but as i said next week we'll go back to normal so yeah thanks guys i present to you the watchman director's cut afterthoughts episode followed by the little miss sunshine afterthoughts episode Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. Okay, so we watched the director's cut (laughs) of the Zack Snyder film Watchmen that was out in 2009, I think. And it's one I of my. I wish we hadn't. Well, it's one of my favourite movies. Uh, the director's cut is twenty minutes longer than the standard, so the director's cut is three hours long. The original cut is two hours forty. And what I loved 
I love Watchmen. It's a film I've seen many, many times and enjoyed thoroughly. And I thought, because Megan likes the boys, um, I thought maybe, you know, they're quite dark. They're quite that sort of way. Maybe you'll enjoy this. Um, Mike was wrong. Yeah. Megan, why don't you tell everyone what you thought of uh, Watchmen? Didn't like it. I didn't like it. Uh, I just thought it was a bit boring. It lasted a long time Mm. for not really much reason. And it just... I don't know. I can't even remember what I said earlier about it. I've already forgotten what happened in the film. That's how insignificant it is to me. Well, you said it was confusing a lot. It is really confusing. I I genuinely don't really understand the plot of the movie and I've watched the entire thing. Yeah, because you, you, you didn't get until halfway through the movie when you asked about it. You didn't realise it was all about all the Cold War and the Vietnam War and the sort of but this the is American the thing. history. Yeah, well, this is the thing. As if I don't, I don't really know that much stuff. I don't know that much about it. So for me, watching it, I felt like I needed to have had a history lesson in advance <laughs> to actually understand what was going on. It is very political. I will say that it's not. It's one of those films that is very much. Some people love it and some people hate it. It's quite Marmite. It's like the Marmite of the superhero films. It's a lot of people I know really don't like it. And a lot of people I know really do. And I'm I'm in the camp who really does. But I never. I didn't read the graphic novel. I saw the film. Then I read the graphic novel afterwards, and I didn't finish it. But this was when the film came out in 2009. So I was like, I don't know, how old was I then? In 2009, you would have been in 15? year 10. Yeah. yeah, so I was 15. So I think I saw it on DVD a little bit after that. So I was like probably 16, 17 when I watched this film for the first time. And then I read the graphic novel, and I just couldn't get through it. it was, it's, it's very wordy. I'd probably revisit it again, but it's, it's a lot to deal with. It's quite different from the film. I just, I don't know. I just... There was just so much, like we had this conversation earlier and the, you thought I would like it because it's kind of the same realm of the boys. But the issue is, is that with the boys, it's a series. So you can spread it out over a longer period of time into mm. into chunks and makes it so that you can actually understand what's going on without having to cram it into a three hour movie. So like if it had been a series, then I might have enjoyed it. But the oh. thing is, is that it gave you the basic information that you needed but then if you didn't know a different base level of information you're already losing out on it so it's trying to cram in like four different origin stories in a three hour Mm. film whilst also explaining a really convoluted plot so it just it wasn't my cup of tea one of the things I will say is it does feel like the the plot is very convoluted I will give you that it is quite I think it took me until the second watch to fully understand everything, and I'm not going to make you watch it a second time, don't no, you? No, I'm not going to watch it a second no, time. But I did want to watch the director's cut, which I, if anyone hasn't seen the director's cut, I would recommend it. There are a couple of scenes which are in the director's cut noticeably that aren't in the normal cut, and it was cool. Although I think the sex scenes went on a lot too long. Oh my lord, the sex scene in that film just went on for ages. It was just uncomfortably long. It's just <laughs> it like, was. please stop. Different positions for the and love stuff. of God. It's how they're both fairly attractive people, but it doesn't really mean I want to watch them kind of vaguely thrusting at each other on a ship for ages. It's like, I don't... Once you see them initiate, that should kind of give the gist of you understand what's going on. You don't then need to It's like to a watch. porno. It's like a real minus, minus the D. Yeah, you don't get to see the only D that you see. Right, okay, that's another thing with this film. <laughs> is why has the blue man got like blue man? Why <laughs> why has the blue man just got his dick out all the time? And people think that that's a normal thing. And then there's that other scene where fake Batman is in his like lair, <laughs> and he's there, and he's just completely naked. And the girls go, the girl goes in, and she's like, "Well, yeah, this is normal. It's, it's normal for superheroes just to be walking around completely naked all the time." <laughs> like. 
my boyfriend does it, this guy does it, like it must be a thing. It's just I don't understand. Yeah, that- and the blue man is so dull. Like, <laughs> oh my god, he's so boring. It, you did bring up a question, which was like, how come Silk Spectre liked him so much? And the answer was, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe power or safety in some way. Like, he's just so intelligent, and maybe that's an attraction. But he is very bland. He's so so dull, and like the other characters, just really weird. Like, there's the weird mask man. Which is Rorschach. a fake, fake scarecrow. Rorschach. He's amazing. I like Rorschach. He's not amazing. I don't like him he's as a person. He's fucking nuts. He's an interesting character. I like how he's basically a superhero that's completely on the edge. Who's don't, just like his, like... don't like his mask. I don't like the fact that the, <laughs> all the of mask. the images move. I love it. I don't like the fact it doesn't get explained, though. I had to look it up after watching the film, and apparently I think it was from... I think I read it was from Dr. Manhattan might have given it to him, but I might have a thousand people screaming at me and I'm wrong. But... I don't know. I like his mask. I, I think his mask is really, really cool, and I like his sort of... Not quite origin story, but this, that horrible dark story about that guy who killed the girl and then fed her remains to his dogs. Yeah, that was gross. Mm. Sad that the doggies died. Yeah. Yeah, I guess by that point, Warshack had just kind of given up caring. Yeah. Also, I don't understand, like, why the girl freaked out so much when she found out who her dad was. <laughs> like, obviously it would be a massive shock, but she was, like, screaming. She was, like, breaking down, like, fully breaking down. It was just like, all right, mm. okay, <laughs> cool. And then because of that, the guy was suddenly had some... The blue man suddenly had some sort of feeling in him. It was like, okay, I, it's just... I just didn't didn't get it. I didn't get their dynamic or their chemistry or rather lack of, but I suppose that's the point. Yeah, I guess that's why she kind of gets full to Night Owl, but it is... It is, I guess, she does kind of say that he becomes less and less like a person. I guess that's kind of part of it. Is that that is kind of what he, he? That's the idea that he's become less and less of a person, and she's just become more and more distant from him mm. as it's the time is approaching. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate the film. Like, I didn't. It's not in my things of I absolutely loathe, but like, it's just very long. I definitely wouldn't watch it again. No, and it is, it is a very long film. It is, it is one of those films I wasn't. I wanted you to like it, but I wasn't hundred percent sure if you would. I thought it is dark and it is interesting and it is different. So I thought maybe those would take the right boxes, but the. The convoluted plot and the, the constant blue willies. <laughs> and it was just sort of unnecessary. And then there was a bit where there was like five blue dicks on the screen. I was like, <laughs> I why? I enjoy that part. <laughs> You're always saying stuff that there's not enough willies. No, okay. So now I have to explain myself because you're making me sound like a perv. So my issue is, is that in films and TV shows, women always, like, not always are naked, but it's always the women that are naked. You, they get their boobs out and like you see them and it's always... Like, even in Game of Thrones, you see tons of boobs. And then I think you see, like, penis, like, once or twice. And even one of them, one of them is, like, right in the background because it's, like, a slave behind the Dothraki just walking along. You can just see him in the background. But, like, I don't want to see loads of penis. That's life. But the thing is, is that I just don't think it's fair that women are always naked. But my issue with this is that it's one thing if you see a peen just for, like, a moment. Because it's not like you see boobs for, like, extended periods of time. But there were, like, bits in this film where there was just a dick on the screen for, like... <laughs> Flopping around as he's walking. A consistent period of time. Yeah, and then he's walking and it's, like, wiggling around. It's just, like... He's also just semi-erect all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a flop. Uh, the thing is, as well, is uh, bouncing off that, is that when he's in his own homestead and he's naked, I get it. Because I'm like, okay, maybe he's just comfortable, he doesn't really care. But then there is that end scene where he does... Well, he just... So he talks to them and he's he just walking around in, naked. Yeah, he's just walking around naked. Yeah, when he... 
does the thing at the end, he's naked. It's just like, what? And even when he's not naked, all he's wearing is this weird little, like, sarong. Banana hammock. Banana hammock. And then the only time that you see him fully clothed is when he goes to a funeral. Yeah, I guess it's the funeral and then, like, a couple of important business meetings with, like, the president and stuff. Yeah. President Nixon. Yeah, so overall, it's Megan's favourite film ever. <laughs> we're going to watch it every couple of months. Absolutely not. It's going to be a struggle trying to get you to watch the series. I'm not going to watch the series. Oh, Megan. So, said it here, everyone. Heard it here It's going to happen eventually. <laughs> I think I think the thing is, is that you've made me watch so many... Superhero stuff. Superhero things recently that I'm kind of just superheroed out. And they've all been dark superhero things. And to be honest, they've all been fairly similar. Like, even in this, it's, quite, it's basically the plotline of Batman. Well, you're not going to like Daredevil very much. But yeah, but the, my, Daredevil's a series, mm, so true. it's different because it's split into chunks. To whereas Daredevil is not like Batman. I was just being joking in those words. It's quite it's dark and stuff, but it's definitely different. It's not about some sort of crazy immortal person who's just <laughs> trains you to be the person in the League of Shadows, and then the Joker shows yeah, up. Yeah, it's just like very. That. But also, like the Ozzy Mandias character, like had some references to the poem, and like I, I knew as soon as he said that his name was Ozzy Mandias that it was going to be to do with. Ramesses the second because of I had no idea because I'm an uncultured swine (laughs) because of the poem but like so like as soon as I knew his name I was like well he's gonna have some sort of fall from power because that's what happens in the poem but it was just kind of like I don't really know why your name is associated to Egyptian pharaohs like there's no real connection to it there might be that I don't know about, but I didn't even know about that poem, so I'm a scrub when it comes to that. Yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's a visually stunning film, and it is really nice to look at, and feel like the characters are it's good. But it's completely fair. I, I do understand it is one of those films where I do understand why people don't like it. It's not like, you know, if you saw Dark Knight and thought that, oh shit, I'd be like, well, it's kind of hard to... It's Dark Knight, one of the greatest movies to ever exist. I'm Michael. That is, that is me. <laughs> I do have a lot of favourite movies though, and Dark Knight is definitely one of them. But yeah, that was, I guess, our general thoughts of the director's cut of the Watchmen movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and Megan did not. What was your... Gone out of ten then, what would you give it? I think out of ten? I think I've got an idea what you It's pretty it. damn low. Oh, you're going to give it like a four, aren't you? I was going to give it like a three. Ooh, okay, that's fair. Three Maybe like ten. a three and a half at a push. <laughs> oh, three and a half, whereas <laughs> me, I'd, I'd say it's... For me personally, it's a nine, but I think trying, oh, to, be, my I God. Think trying to be objective here and kind a of nine. Trying, trying to be like how much I think it would be rated sort of commercially and that sort of thing. I think I'd give an eight. I can't I even begin solid. to think how you can possibly see that as a nine. It's one of my favourite films. I absolutely love it. It's so good. Uh, it's just, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. What I like, it's brutal. It doesn't pull any punches. It's got some really dark storylines. It's different. It's political commentary. It's also got, it ticks a lot of boxes. All right, Mike, if you love it so much when you marry it. I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> Anyway, guys, that was our sort of mini-review of Watchmen. Tell us what you think and things and leave comments or message me or whatever. And, yeah, I'd be interested. I'm always interested to hear people's views on Watchmen because a lot of my friends love it and a lot of my friends hate it. So, there we go. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> I love catching your laughs at the end. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs>
So we're here with another afterthought, and we only recorded the other one about, well, probably about however two and a half hours it, ago. However long it takes to watch Little Miss Sunshine. Well, here yeah, it was about 135 minutes, so yeah, about two, maybe two hours ago. Uh, we watched, what was it, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Wasn't a big fan of that. But it's Valentine's Day, so we watched <laughs> another film. and um, this Something one, completely polar different. Yeah, although the Daily Mail on the DVD I've got, it's got like a five-star rate from the Daily Mail, which obviously isn't really tend to go for. And it said, one of the funniest comedy films of the year. And it's like, if you've seen Little Miss Sunshine, you know it's not that funny. I like I like Little Miss Sunshine. I love I love this film. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, it's not it's not a comedy film. Like there are funny there are funny parts in it, but most of the funny parts quite dark. Come from dark places, yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't call it the best comedy year. No. Comedy it, film of the year. Like it's, I wouldn't class it as a comedy really. It's one of those class of films that I kind of class as people films. There's the film Way Way Back that is reminiscent of this and I think it's made by the same studio and obviously both Way Way Back has Steve Carell and Tony Collette in it. And she's great and everything I've seen her in. She's in Hereditary as well which is excellent and obviously everyone should know who Steve Carell is. Um, but I looked up the directors and it's two people Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris and they both made Ruby Sparks, Battle of the Sexes, and the Smashing Pumpkins movie, I presume. Um, so that's about it. I don't really, I don't think I've seen anything else from them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a really cool film for anyone who hasn't seen it. it it's definitely the premise sounds really dark and sounds very. The upsetting. thing is, is that I don't even really understand how to explain what this film is about. I find with films like this, you can't yeah. really say that much about the plot without giving away. The film? Yeah, it's it's basically about a family. It starts off with a family member who's had a lot of trouble troubles and they kind of go on this road trip to basically well, they kinda of go on well they basically Well still Steve Carell's character tries to commit suicide. Yeah, that's in the first And he and he doesn't succeed, so he ends up having to move in with his sister and the family. And then the kid gets into a pageant show and they go on a road trip. Mm. That's but then loads of things happen during the road trip yeah yeah it, it's very eventful. like the whole film basically takes place with them on the road yeah yeah definitely the vast vast majority of it does um but yeah it, was, it is a really interesting film and it is a, as I said it's a people film so it's all about the individual characters and how they all sort of intermingle and the sort of I think one of the obviously Steve Crow is absolutely excellent in this so it's Tony Collette and um so the dad's really good in it as well because he's you don't like him very much especially at the start I think, um, yeah, everyone's really good in this film. I, I love this movie. Yeah, I, I think... I'm trying to just look up the dad. Uh, Greg Kinnear. Um, he's in loads of stuff. Um, but the, I think the son, uh, the, the yeah, it's played by Paul Dano. He's in something else I've seen. I can't remember what, but he's really good in it, the son, who's obviously yeah. quiet for most of the film. It is a good movie. I'd recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's <laughs> so I've really... chosen these films where it's just like, well, there's not really much to say about this. I guess it's just... Um... It's also that we've we've both seen this film before. Mm. We just both fancied watching it. And it's on the scratch list, so we want to scratch Little Miss Sunshine off of our 100 movies to watch poster. Yeah, because we've got like, other films like Shawshank Redemption on there that we've both seen, but there's quite a few films like Godfather. You saw that ages ago, and I haven't I seen it. I watched that younger than I probably should. Potentially, I haven't seen it at all. Ashamed. I'm pretty sure I watched it in Italy with my dad. I've got it on DVD. I need to watch the apparently the trilogy. They say the first one's brilliant, the second one's brilliant, but the third one's good, but not as good. Don't know. But obviously, they're three hour long films, so they're just a lot big slog. Um, but yeah, if anyone's seen Way Way Back, I think um, I'm trying to think there's some other people film because there's like Wes Anderson. There's like art house people film. It's not like this at all. But it's like 
It's not like in Bruges. Either. I can't really think of any other films apart from Way Way Back. It's Five Hundred Days of Summer. Is that like this? I don't know. I can't remember that movie. Um, was that the Ricky Baker? Oh, Hunt for the Water People. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one of Takao Titi's films. That's a great film. Yeah, he's the guy who did Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit. Um, and he's I, I love Hunt for the Water People. It's absolutely excellent. It's one of my favourite films. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a people movie. Like it's difficult to kind of categorise what genre it is because it's not a drama. It's not it's not a comedy. No, it, the, yeah, the it's moments, just but it's definitely not a comedy. Like, don't go to this film thinking I want to film that's super bad for laughs because you all don't get that. You'll get a deep cutting ride that is. Well yeah, there are it. there are some emotional moments in this film. Yeah, obviously the way it starts up immediately is like that. And I, I want to say like this isn't a spoiler or anything, but what I really like is the the use of the van they've got. Like, because they've got um, they've got the van and it's like it it doesn't really work, so they have to push it to a certain speed because it only works in third and fourth gear. Yeah, and I just like that little. It's just a fun little thing. It's like a quirk of the movie. That That's the thing good. is that the the com- the comedic parts of the films are really subtle. There aren't any like belly laugh, no, like no. laugh out loud moments. There are just kind of moments that you watch and you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. Rather than like yeah. really stupid things that happen in like Superbad, for example, which is classed as obviously solely comedy. Yeah, Superbad is a very funny film with a all right message at the end. It's and stupid it's in parts. Very, very stupid. It's not a film that you go in for a message or to learn anything, but Little Sunshine is quite a... It's, it's kind of heartwarming. Film. Yeah, I feel like if you had a teenager who's the right age, it'd be good to kind of show them this sort of film. Like, what, who would you kind of recommend this film for? What kind of age range? Because I think it's a, fair, it's a more narrow demographic than, say... Yeah, I mean, films. it's got some, like, deep topics in it, so I guess, like, not super young. But... There's nothing really like inappropriate per se in this film. It's I mean, more the themes. I think it's some themes in it are not like age appropriate for young kids, but no, a bit of swearing. I think, but obviously, there's, oh there's yeah, dr- there is a bit of swearing, and there is a bit of drug use as well. So it's it's probably teenagers. But I'd say when we have kids and things, I'd, I'd when they become mature teenagers, as in. I think a 13-year-old probably if they're mature enough could watch this, but it's a 15, I think. But still, it's... Uh, yeah, I enjoy it. So what would you give it out of 10, then? Oh, I'd give it like a 9, 9.5. Nice. Oh, that's it is, it's a top... One of my favourite films. I do love this film. Yeah. I think I would give it uh, an 8.5, I think. It's a solid film. I, I really, really enjoy it. I think the only... Probably the only reason I don't give it higher is because I think like the way we're back and Hunt for the Wood People, for me, they are... I think Way Way Back's probably a 10 and then Hunt for the Water Oh my god, if you nine. love the Way Way Back so much, just marry Let's, let's watch Jesus. it and then we'll talk about it again on here. <laughs> just constantly going, Let's Baker. watch another movie right now. <laughs> yeah, it's half nine on a Sunday night. Let's do it. We haven't got work next week anyway. But still. Yeah, it's half time. Woohoo! Lucky for you. Anyway, guys, yeah, that was our take on Little Miss Sunshine. There you go. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> you always laugh every time you do that. It's because I'm awkward. <laughs> <laughs> You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.